So the last vad of this season, uh, the sugi of gratitude. So I, I don't know how much the Olam have been working with the uh, the eights that we gave last time or the time before about how a person can work on gratitude. I myself have been trying to work on them, and I do find that they do work. So I suggest that uh, if you don't remember them or you didn't do them, that you go back to what we spoke about because these are really things that can help. These are really things that can train a person in gratitude. Let's just finish off with one sugya for this Kavaldiga topic, even though we can go on this topic for, for months, right? Gratitude can go on, but we have to move on to something else eventually. And the real shayla is basically, why is gratitude so hard? Why is it that we don't have gratitude? Why is it that we don't see the good? Why is it that we don't appreciate that which we have and it's so difficult for us to really have gratitude to somebody else so we spoke a lot about the mindset we spoke about Eitzas I just want to mention this is the Chodos Alavavas brings down Shara Pachina which is a suggested reading for anyone if you want to look something up and bring his money and read something and learn something where Victor Miller's parish on Shara Pachina is unbelievable and Shara Pachina in general by the way for those of you that are not familiar with Shara Pachina and Chodos Alavavas is how to see the Rabbani Shalom in the world Right, he talks all about how to look at the world and see Hashem in everything. It trains a person to look at the world and just see Hashem. It's one of the it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, everything in Shabbos Shav- is amazing, but this one I find to be so practical, so lemaisa. You can literally he teaches you how to look at the simple things in life and see the Rebbeinu Shalom. So the Chavos Lavavos brings down. He has a whole section over here, and he talks about this idea of noticing the blessings in our life from the Rebbeinu Shalom, and he divides it into three categories of why we don't. In other words, why is it that we don't concentrate and look at the blessings in our lives? And he says three things. Number one is the the pursuit of physical and material pleasure that people are running after, which we'll explain. Number two is the need to graduate from childhood mentality. And number three, he discusses the misunderstanding people have in the concept of the opportunity that challenge represents and presents itself. So those are the three, and let's discuss them one by one. Let's take the first one. So the Chavis of talks about the idea that the world was created for us to enjoy. That's, that's Poshut. Right? We know this famously, we talk about it every Tu right? The Rishalmi famously at the end of the Sechtas Kedushin, that person is going to have to give Din Vecheshman for not enjoying that which the Rabbanishim created in the world. Did you not see my beautiful Swiss Alps, my pyramids? Did you not see all the beautiful things that the Rabbanishim gave the Chachma to man sometimes to create? And sometimes the Rabbanishim also created that. But a person has to... Huh? Trying we're trying we're trying to see everything same thing with Torah as well we're trying uh, to see everything that the Rabbani Shalom gave to Moshe Rabbeinu and brought down to the world we're trying we're trying we're trying that's what it's all about Al-Kaponim say the world was created for us to, to enjoy that's a double portion Adam Oid the problem is that the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of immersion in, immersion in pleasure is not only something that does not produce happiness but it actually causes negativity Pursuit of happiness, pursuit of benefit, of hana, of enjoyment physically is something that blocks the path to real gratitude. So if you're looking for the key, says the Chayv Son of others, of something that blocks real gratitude, that stops the gates of gratitude being open in your brain, it is this, this constant pursuit for looking for better, looking for more in a physical hana benefit way. Now, everybody was, was born with certain drives. Um, we've mentioned that before. Everyone was born with Taiva, the Marel famously brings down in Perkyovas, right? Kin of Taiva, the covered the Perkyovas says, what does it say? 
Mm-hmm. It can be the best thing in the world also. Because if you have nothing of that, you will not live and you won't have a successful life. You need those three, you just have to channel them. That's what the Marel says over there and the, and the mission over there. Al-Kaponim, we're all born <coughs> with some kind of tithers that we want to do, and, which is good. Because if we didn't have tithers, we wouldn't do anything good. We wouldn't learn, we wouldn't become successful, we wouldn't make money, we wouldn't get married, have children, make a family, whatever it is, because you have a tithers to do anything. So you have to have a tithers, that's no question whatsoever. However, the problem is when we take that taiva and we, we're always searching for more. Like the Gemara Makas tells us, being said right from Oshu Abenu, that someone that has a mono, it's a Masayim. If you have a hundred, you want two hundred. There's no end to what a person can have. And you just look in the world and you see the wealthy people in the world who they're always looking for fancy vacations, better holidays, better vehicles. Everything has to outdo somebody else because if I've done that, then now I have to do more. And you find Bachum with the same thing. Always looking for the next exciting thing. I did that already. Now, what else can I do? Right? I've done... You know, X amount, I want to do more. Right? Exactly. I want to do more. Now, that's the city of Benjamin as well. That's a thing. Now, if it's controlled, it's Cavaldi. The problem, if it's not controlled, it can completely spiral out of control. Now, the Gemara tells us, actually like this, what are people running after? What are people trying to find? What are people trying to run? They're trying to grab hold of whatever they can, whatever gives them pleasure. The moment they've experienced that pleasure, then they want more of either the same, and often they want more than what they got already. So generally, it's a, posh, a formula that it can never for, get happiness. Because happiness means I have what I need, right? Samech b'chalka, that's the Mishnah. But I'm never Samech b'chalka because I always want more. So when a person is involved and his whole mindset is in looking for more happiness, looking for what makes me good, what makes me feel good, what makes me, you know, look good, whatever it is, so he's never going to be happy. And not only does it not cause happiness, it actually causes sadness. Therefore, he'll never get gratitude, right? Not only does it cause sadness, but it causes jealousy. Because if I can't have it, why has he got it? So automatically, once a person's mindset is constantly in the type of looking for more, of gaining more, whatever it is, he automatically has a negativity, he has jealousy, and that will completely impair his idea of having gratitude. There's no way a person like that can have gratitude for anything because he's not happy with what he has. He always wants more. There are many people like that. They have to look at what everyone else does and they have to do the same thing. Otherwise, they're not happy. And by Edson, that is what the advertising has made us to do, right? The advertising of that... Of, yeah, I see this all the time, by the way. It's the, I see the Samsung. What can I do? I guess that has advertising does every airport has the Samsung with the three three circles of the photos over there in different shapes and foldable and everything what's it making to do if you don't have that you're not happy you need to have that it's the constant idea of wanting more you'll never have gratification you'll never be happy that's number one and you'll never be have gratitude because there's always more and they're economic but if you're a person that I have what I need is there a better one? Maybe there is. I'm not saying there's not a better one. There is. But what I have is good, and it works, and that's Kavaldic. I don't need better. If it breaks, I'll buy a new one. Maybe I'll buy a better one. But right now, it's good. You, if you learn to have that, that mindset, then you'll start being happy with what you have and learning to have gratitude. If you don't have this, it's not again. You'll never get to gratitude. Everything we discuss in turn is just partially not again. Not only that. Let's move. What's that? Even with Rokhna, no, Rokhna is different. To want more in Rokhna is okay. Kinasoyfim Tarbe Chochma. That's okay. That's Chazal Talas. Moving on a little bit deeper than that, if you go to the Sifre Kabbalah, we mentioned this briefly another time also, and as the Rabbanishim created two components to everything, he created an outer shell and he created an inner essence. Right? That's what the Sifre Kabbalah tell us. There's an outer shell and there's an inner essence. Which means basically like this. The Rabbanishim created everything that could be used on a superficial outside level. Or it could be used on a purpose for what it's meant to be. To serve the Rabbanishim and to accomplish what you're meant to be accomplishing in this world. Let's take a simple idea. Food. 
food has two essences, right? That's the specific Kabbalah I bring down. You have, number one, the taste. Taste kashmak. It's delicious. It's very, very nice. Right? So it's very nice. It's got a nice smell. It's got a nice taste. It looks nice. That's the superficial, the outer shell. Then you've got the inner essence of the food. The inner essence of the food is that it nourishes me. It makes me healthy. It keeps me full. And therefore I can learn. I can dive and I can serve the Rabbani Shodom. So everything can be used in two ways. Either I can only enjoy the taste and only enjoy what it represents on a physical outer shell way. Or I can look at it in the inner way, in the real dimension of what it actually is served and what the Rabbani Shodom created for and use it as a springboard to serve the Rabbani Shodom. Everything can be done that way. When a person when a person enjoys something, he has to be able to stop, reflect and understand what is the purpose of the inner purpose, the real purpose of this item and not exactly just what the outside shell represents. Now if a person is completely obsessed and immersed in the pursuit of more and more physical pleasure, what he's doing is is basically using and pursuing the superficial of the item, and that is what he's clinging on to, and then he moves on to the next thing. Now, that never brings happiness, because he never enjoys the panemius. He never enjoys the essence of why that was created and what it brings, and therefore you can never enjoy something if you don't know the meaning to it. Just like you can't enjoy Yiddishkeit if you don't know the meaning to Yiddishkeit, just like you can't enjoy davening if you don't know the meaning to davening. Yes, you can say the words, that's the superficial, that's the outer case of davening is the words, but if you don't know what you're saying, you can't enjoy it. It's the same thing with food. It's the same thing with everything the Rebbeinu created. There's an inner, panemius, real kivun direction that the Rebbeinu created, and we have to learn to enjoy that. And when we do, that will also uh, bring happiness. That will bring satisfaction, which ultimately will bring gratitude. Okay, number two, Rabbi Isai. Okay, getting out of a child mindset. Again, we've mentioned this slightly before, but it's important for us to remember when when we were younger. When we're kids, we're very dependent on our parents. For good reason. Because we can't do anything. And it's wonderful that we're dependent on our parents. Our parents do everything. Else. They, when, we, when we're born, they change us. They bathe us. They feed us. We cannot do anything. We can do absolutely nothing. We are totally dependent on our parents. And the Rabboni Shalom, not only did he t- t- create the world in that way, he created a child that's blind to that dependingness. Which means that a child never realizes how dependent he is on his parents. If a child would think about it, by the way, if a child had the ability to think, the child would be very, very scared. Why? Because he wakes up in the morning, can't get dressed, can't go to the bathroom, basically, or can't clean himself after the bathroom. He can't eat, he can't do anything. So a child, realistically speaking, should be very, very scared. But he's not scared, because he knows he's got his parents. And knows he's totally dependent on his parents, and no child should actually be worried, even though Be'etzim, they could be worried. The problem is that sometimes we're stuck in that mindset. In other words, <clears throat> that the Rabbani Shalom wants us eventually to graduate from that mindset and that blindness and know and appreciate we have. A child doesn't appreciate what he gets from his parents. Right? A little baby doesn't appreciate that the mother or father wakes up in the middle of the night to give him a bottle or to change or whatever it may be. He doesn't appreciate it because he expects it, he's dependent on it, he has no other choice, whatever it is. The problem is when we don't graduate from that and we just become people that would expect everything from everyone else. So if we expect it from everyone else, so then we're not going to have gratitude and we're never going to be happy because because of course, of course, you're going to give me that. I expect that from you. You're going to give me that because that's what you do. And that's, 
and it could be you're not going to get anything because no one wants to give you that because you're never going to have gratitude also so that's the difference you're not going to get gratitude because no one's going to want to give it to you but we have to learn to make the transition from child to adult it's good as a child and the Rebbeinu created the world that way specifically and as a child we're meant to be able to have that dependingness but when we get older we have to learn to graduate and realize no nothing is coming to me nothing is meant to happen I'm not meant to get anything so then when we get something we will then ex- exercise our gratitude and the last thing as well that the Chavos HaLavavos brings is the misunderstanding for the opportunity for, for challenge. We don't ask for challenges, right? And we even daven in Shemana Esra every day that we don't have a challenge. We don't want challenges. However, when we do get challenges, we have to remember we can react in one of two ways. Either we can be upset and wallow in our pain and our sadness for the challenge that was presented to us or we can actually use it as a vehicle to improve as a vehicle to become better as a way of serving the Rabbi Nishlolem says the Chavis of if we have this understanding we no longer look at anything in a negative way nothing is negative nothing is bad everything is good and therefore that says the Chavis of is the springboard for gratitude and if a person has says the Chavis of these three things that person becomes a positive person, a person becomes a happy person and becomes a person full of gratitude to himself to everyone around him and of course to the Rabboni Shalom, the Rabboni Shalom give us after learning what we've learned and I hope I hope that the Be'ez HaShem will be able to exercise these disorders that will become better people, can you imagine the change in your life and in the marriage that you have and in the relationship with your children and your workmates and everyone around you when you have gratitude, when you're a person that looks at life positively, when you understand that everything you have is what you're meant to have and you have happy with what you have and you learn to exercise and tell other people about the gratitude you have. You can change your life. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.